0: Welcome to Word on the Block, the series that takes a deeper dive into the topics we cover right here on Forecast News. I'm Editor-in-Chief Angie Lau, and today we take a closer look at Facebook Libra and the intense backlash from both sides of the U.S. congressional aisle. Even U.S. President Donald Trump weighed in on his favorite platform, Twitter. (laughs) So let's connect right now to our Forecast News award-winning journalist, author, and columnist, Willie Pesic and why Japan may be Facebook's best friend at the moment as it struggles to get buy in for Libra. So, welcome, Willie. Greetings, Angie. Let's talk about your piece about uh, Facebook's Libra getting a timely like from Japan. First, why is Libra under attack?
1: Well, I think, you know, when you look at the congressional hearings you've seen so far, it clearly is under attack. I think, you know, certainly from standpoint of say the u.s congress it's partly about a learning curve they're not really sure what to make of it it's partly about control i think they're certainly very worried about congress and the u.s treasury department feeling like they're losing control of not only payments but of the currency markets and i think also when you look at the response so far from say the group of seven nations there's a lot of skepticism there Um, you see steve mnuchin the u.s treasury secretary saying not so fast. You see the Germans and the French in rare alignment at the moment. And it's really funny to think that Libra, Facebook, it's the one thing that the G7 has had to agree on in the Trump era, which is that you know this is an idea that needs to be looked at very carefully. It needs to be examined very carefully before uh, Facebook is allowed to go ahead and before any copycats step up to do exactly what Facebook is proposing.
0: Well, the interesting thing here is that it seems that the nations are aligned on the one thing that is what Facebook uh, presents itself with Libra is that it's a systematic change that will be that will be forced on all these nations. Two point seven billion people who could potentially be using digital asset or cryptocurrency or whatever you want to call it that really poses a systemic risk. Is that why we're we're hearing the pushback?
1: Well, that's certainly part of it. I also think this is the loaded issue for Facebook because Facebook, since the, the 2016 election in the U.S., has come under fire quite a bit for helping to elect Donald Trump. And in the U.S., there's a lot of concerns about privacy, about the way in which Facebook is not only taking personal data, but marketing it uh, for profit. So I think in some ways it'd be interesting to see what would have happened if another tech company had introduced Libra and not Facebook, what if Apple had done this? What if Amazon had done this? You probably would see a bit of a, a backlash from Capitol Hill. But I do wonder if it would be if, if it would have been as visceral, if you will. So I think that's kind of an interesting thought experiment to consider. It is.
0: It's it's a it's an interesting hypothetical. Uh, but what's real is U.S. President Trump saying, you uh, beyond even Facebook Libra, that he's not a fan of Bitcoin and the crypto uh, uh, currency in general. And he argues that it's not money. Value is highly volatile and based on thin air. Is he right?
1: Well, you know, time will tell. But uh, I think we've seen pretty clearly that Donald Trump's economic literacy is pretty damn low. <laughs> I mean, um, you know, any given day when you look at his quotes about the economy, about markets, um, it's it's really a wonder the guy has any money at all. So, who knows? But I do think, in many ways, you know, his concerns to some extent speak to what you're seeing around the world. Uh, within the G seven, within the G twenty, there's a lot of concern among governments, and I think that you know some of the concerns are valid. I mean. Some of the concerns have to to do with control, of course, but they also have to do with money laundering. And I also think that governments are very, very worried about taxation. If consumers around the world can transact via Facebook, if companies at some point down the road maybe even start paying employees via Libra, taxation issues become a very, very big problem, Um, not only for, say, the states in the US or Australia or prefectures in Japan, But it becomes a concern for national governments. And so, you know, what Facebook has done here is it's provoked a very, very interesting debate that will take time to sort out. But it is really interesting to watch governments around the world trying to kind of reason this
0: out. And that's the kind of systemic risk, you know, that that really is part of this thought process and conversation in that if the liquidity comes out of the market and people the average person finds another system in which to engage economically, suddenly central banks lose power, the ability to um, control or, or print money um, because the, the liquidity and the, the demand is, is somewhere else. I mean, this potentially, is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? And and what, what does it pose for society and our future economy in general?
1: Well, I think in some ways the issue of is it a good thing or a bad thing is something we'll sort out over time. But I do think the most important issue to consider is that this is inevitable. This is coming. This is happening. And governments can put up their hands and say not so fast and they examine the parameters and try to figure out some kind of regulatory structure. But this is happening. And I, you know, you certainly have to expect that Silicon Valley right now is scrambling to come up with its own Libra-like competitors, if you will. I mean, there's no way that Elon Musk is sitting around right now saying, well, you know, we'll let Zuckerberg have this market. There's no way that Mm -hmm. Amazon's sitting around saying, yes, Facebook can have this, Google. Uh, And I think one of the interesting issues that governments are probably considering and worrying about is what happens if Facebook begins turning to companies and saying, look, you know, you don't really have to sell stock in the conventional sense you can actually go public via Facebook, uh, via Libra. Um, Mm. Will companies be able to begin selling the equivalent of bonds in Libra? And I think that's part of the issue. There's a lot of concerns about, you know, what does this mean for the future? But I think the most important thing to remember, as I said a second ago, is this is inevitable. Um, The barn Mm. door is open. And the most important thing right now is for governments like Japan, for example, to figure out how to... Set the stage for for private currencies like Libra to trade, to prosper, and to operate safely, because at this, as I said a moment ago, this is this is inevitable. It's not going away.
0: That inevitability is is potentially what Japan is is also seeing. How are they trying to position themselves in this? this conversation. We saw that at the G20 in Osaka. We've, we're seeing it uh, right now with its uh, very um, specific crypto regulations. And we're also even seeing it in defense of Facebook. Right. Japan is
1: this really interesting paradox in that you will not find a more risk adverse financial society than Japan. You also will not find a place that's had more problems with with Bitcoin, you can argue thus far. Um, Three of the biggest hacks have been in Japan, Mt. Gox in 2014, Coincheck in 2018, uh, Bitpoint more recently. So you can argue that no government in the world has more incentive to say, no thanks, stay away. Japan's going exactly in the opposite direction. When the G20 recently came out essentially with lots of statements about how Libra is a terrible idea and we have to tread carefully on this. Japan is the country that was saying, well, you know, why don't we take a deep breath here, work together and talk about it? And I think what Japan is seeing is that the blockchain revolution is an incredible business opportunity. We can debate the valuations of cryptocurrencies, but blockchain-related technology and advancements is here to stay. And Japan has been trying to figure out how to find a new business line, if you will. They want more unicorns. They want more startups, and they see the basically the cryptocurrency space as an ideal opportunity for Japan to become a bigger financial hub around the world. So you do see Japan being a lot more proactive, and if you if you know if you will a lot more um, creative when it comes to mm-hmm. coming up with a regulatory structure to once Bitcoin once the cryptocurrency space grows up and realizes what it wants to be in two years. Japan will be very well positioned to be a financial hub for it.
0: I mean, in terms of current status, its its uh, dominance in tech is waning. I mean, even if you take a look at Southeast Asia, we've got more unicorns in Indonesia right. than Japan.
1: And you have Masayoshi Son of SoftBank, who is currently in Jakarta today. And he's you know, looking to invest more money in Grab. He's looking to invest more money in Tokopedia in Indonesia. He's not investing a lot of money in Japan, and part of Japan's challenge is to get the nation's richest man and the the one the man who's single-handedly remaking the global venture capital game to invest more money in his native land. Um, so mm. it's an interesting moment for Japan. But I do think, you know, hats off to Japan. Credit words do. Japan is keeping an open mind about the cryptocurrency space. And again, I'm not sure anyone can tell you where we'll be. In a year or two from now, we'll, we'll be talking about the different issues, the different challenges. But Japan will be part of the conversation. And I think it's a surprising contribution by a very risk averse society. But Japan, again, will be very well positioned to be a financial hub for any kind of startup scene, any kind of startup boom that grows up around crypto.
0: And and you say it right in your article uh, on Forecast News that no less than 110 crypto exchanges lining up to launch in Japan.
1: Yes. In fact, that apparently is a conservative estimate. There could be a higher number. And I do think wow. it's, you know, I think crypto exchanges are looking at Japan saying, look, this is a country that better than most is open to us. And in some ways they get the future and they're they're edging in that direction. You know, one reason why, you know, foreigner like me loves living in Tokyo so much is because you will find no place in the world that's more in conflict with the past and with the future. They're kind of, you know, straddling both. They're very proud of the Japan of 200 years ago, but they're very interested in where the world is going to five, 10 years from now. And this is a perfect microcosm of that balancing act. And I do think, you know, hats off to Japan for keeping an open mind and for not putting its hands up and saying absolutely not.
0: Well, it, it made waves uh, with G20 and, and introducing that crypto uh, language and conversation amongst global leaders. And then the next world stage uh, that everyone's taking a look at is the Olympics in 2020. What do you think that Japan is going to be like then in terms of uh, real world adoption, ability to use crypto and even regulation itself? Well, I think you know Japan will be an interesting test case come 2020
1: for practical uses for, say, Bitcoin. You know, given the the kind of fluctuations in in the valuations that you see, it's a bit difficult at the moment because, say, if you're buying a camera in downtown Tokyo and the transaction takes five minutes to complete, you're not really sure who's going to be on the losing end or the winning end of that transaction, given the volatility you're seeing. But Japan is trying to. A lot of companies like Big Camera, for example, a very big electronics company here, they are trying to transact more in cryptocurrencies. And so I do think you will see cryptocurrency become a, a, a bigger mode of medium of exchange rather for the 2020 Olympics, or at least at this point, we hope so.
0: And potentially Japan could be leading the way. Well, thanks, Willie. That was some great insight right there and really appreciate you joining us from your home base in Japan my pleasure. And thank you everyone for joining us here as well on Word on the Block. That's it for now. I'm editor in chief of Forecast News, Angie Lau. Until the next time,